welcome to this episode number 34 of the Rock and Roll Research Podcast, where we feature the super cool backstories and side gigs of the research and insights pros that you trust. Now, you probably already know today's guest, who can be found tweeting and chirping on social media about the goings-on and trends in the market research industry. Priscilla McKinney is the CEO and Mama Bird of Little Bird Marketing, providing top-notch content marketing, lead gen, branding, and design to companies in the market research space and uh, in industries beyond as well. Now, uh, you might notice I'm wearing my Route 66 shirt today. There's a reason for that, because uh, Priscilla is based in Joplin, Missouri, which of course is on Route 66 and is perhaps symbolic because she's been everywhere and seen a little bit of everything. And we'll get into that on today's podcast. So welcome to the show, Priscilla. Thank you. I'm so excited. This is going to be fun because I always really love it when it's a podcast host with a podcast host. Let's do this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do this. I'm ready for you too. I'm on my third cup of coffee already. Oh week. my goodness. I think, I think everybody in this industry knows do not give Priscilla a cup of coffee. It's just fine. <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> well, I, I'm drinking enough for the both of us. So, so that works out. All right, Priscilla, let, t- tell us a little bit about how you got into this crazy market research industry and doing marketing for, for companies here. Well, it's really funny, but the story starts where Green Book actually gives me a call. <laughs> so I'd like to say that, you know, as with any entrepreneur, you like to think that you're the hero of your own story. No, that's not how it happens. There's serendipity. <laughs> of course, I was out there. I was a thought leader in the marketing space, but they had a little niche that they needed to fill. They needed to help their constituents and, you know, people who are in their directory who are all market research firms or peripheral services to the market research world. And they're great at research, but guess what they don't do research on themselves. (laughs) (laughs) And they typically were, you know, stereotypically were like the, the cobbler's kids who had no shoes, right? They didn't really own their messaging. They didn't know what their customers thought. They didn't know their personas. They didn't get the kind of feedback that they would need to create a sound marketing plan um, that led to revenue. You know, it, it has to lead to revenue, right? So exactly. they uh, they noticed me online and gave me a call and say, hey, would you like to talk marketing, but for our market research uh, team? And I was so lucky in that moment. I met so many people that are research rock stars at that one yeah. event in New York, just to name a few I met Kristen Luck. I met Tony Beavers. I met um, uh, 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 Simon uh, Dunn from Keenan's Mustard. I met um, uh, Susan Griffin. I I mean, literally, I I could give you a list of like 12 people who are movers and shakers in this world. I met them all that first time I ever spoke at a market research conference. And so you can see where that went. It was instant love. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, you certainly have embraced this space and it's, it's great to see. Uh, I think your voice has been super welcomed uh, in in the market research industry. So thank you for that. But uh, I have to confess, uh, there's something that you posted on your LinkedIn page that has me really uber curious. So something about uh, dressing in matching dresses with all your sisters and singing, traveling, doing all that stuff. I got to know the story there. (laughs) 
Okay, well, you've left out the puppet show, which in my opinion is the most <laughs> important part, Matt. <laughs> so, and also before I comment on my uh, checkered past here, um, because I think anything that involves puppetry should be referred to as checkered past. Um, but before I comment on that, I just would like to say, do you see people when you show up as the real person that you are on LinkedIn, people notice it and they want to connect with you personally. So it works. So my second thing is, yes, I grew up in what could be best described as a Christian Von Trapp family. My parents were missionaries in Spain. I went to three, uh, four different high schools in three different countries, moved around. Um, we, I have seen every nook and cranny of Spain. <laughs> so, I mean, every little podunk village you can imagine, I have been there. And some of them I have done puppet shows in. So there, there, there that is. Um, so we, we traveled with my parents and, you know, did, uh, did uh, uh, a Bible ministry. And uh, it was just such an amazing way to grow up, number one, because my parents are like very adventuresome. And number two, my parents love history and love cultures. And they right. really let us immerse ourselves into the culture, unlike a lot of expats. And right. so my parents are avid readers. We go somewhere. They know all the history about it. We go to art museums. I'm on our own free time. My sisters and I would just find our way to the Prado or a different museum. You know, it was just a different kind of life. It was almost like having a posh life, but the poorest people having a posh life. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm very grateful. And yes, I have four older sisters. Um, and yes, we sing together and play all kinds of instruments. And I am, I, I really, in a, in a uh, family setting, I can barely get a word in edgewise <laughs> anything about my family. <laughs> wow. Uh, do, you, do you still perform with your sisters or you just get together? Yeah, yeah here and there. And um, my husband and I lead worship at our church. So, and my, my kiddos all play, uh, you know, play instruments. So we're definitely a, a, a family that gets into music, but definitely my sisters and I have pushed more of that envelope to, for it to be really just more fun. And we don't, we don't try and make it, you know, perfect. Our, our, our childhood was like, you know, practice and, and performance. Yeah. And I don't think any of us are interested in that really. So it's really for fun at this point. Yeah, that's great. Well, there seems to be uh, sort of a pretty clear line between uh, what you did, this very unique sort of upbringing and what you studied in college and then finding your way to market research. So uh, can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the lessons that you learned with that background that you apply in your work today? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I think the first thing that everybody talks about in research, which I think is super key, is empathy. And yeah. this idea of my worldview is not necessarily the right worldview. And hundred percent, it's not, right? This just the, this even this concept that there's a right way of looking at things really gets shattered when you grow up in a different culture than your own. And yeah. You know, for the large part, yeah, when I was in Spain or lived in Germany, you know, I, I was in a different culture. It was not my own. But when I came back to the U.S., I was in a culture that was not my own either because I didn't grow up in this and I didn't right. really connect with a lot of, you know, teens. Here I come back at, you know, be bopping back at 16 or 17. And it's like, you know, the things that the American kids were interested in were just not interesting to me at all, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, you're constantly not in your own world. And I think that really creates a sense of empathy for people. And also it allows you to open up your mind to different ideas. And the last thing I'll say about that is curiosity. What is better in market research than just stone cold curiosity? And I could not believe my luck that there was an actual um, major in college called cultural anthropology. If I could just explain what I wanted to do and talk about for the rest of my life, I'm like, 
what? There's a major. <laughs> I, I named it that first day. I graduated three years later. I'm like, let's get out of here. Let's get this show on the road. And I couldn't believe my luck. It was just amazing to be able to study how people interact, how, how we agree to interact, and how we put value in words and in our actions and how we assess those things based on things that are nature or nurture. You know, this is all the, the preliminaries of understanding not only market research, but then also marketing messages and really making them, them resonate with people as opposed to just imposed on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's great. That's that's a really interesting background. And um, so you talked as well about how a lot of research companies struggle with being able to market themselves, either from a strategic standpoint or the day-to-day -day tactics. So uh, do you have any thoughts for what research companies should be thinking about as they, they present themselves, themselves to the broader public? Yeah, I think what's interesting is that their entire, you know, industry is predicated on hearing from the consumer and then adjusting, you know, plans for business impact around that. But then they never turn that on themselves. I'm going to say never, of course, I'm going to speak in hyperbole, but I think anybody in the market research, you know, uh, industry goes, yeah, touche, she, you know, she's got us. Um, and <laughs> I think that's kind of sad because there's so many tools that they understand that many other businesses do not understand, <laughs> right? Um, and so, yeah, I, I found that they just, you know, they, they, they didn't know where to start. You know, there, there's two problems. Either number one, they don't know where to start. Like it's been duct tape marketing or spaghetti, you know, on the wall marketing or whatever you want to call it. And they don't know what is creating, like they, they're a little bit of this, a little bit of this. So the organization is lacking. That's one of the big problems we address. We have a yeah. proprietary system that addresses that. But the other piece of it is a lot of them come to us and just say, we know what to do. We know our client. The problem is we can't execute it. We have no bandwidth for this. And right. included in that bandwidth may be a question of, we also don't have that expertise here on staff and we don't really want to hire it on staff because what would be supervising something we don't understand anyway. Right. So some people say, look, you know, either solve our organizational problem or solve our bandwidth and expertise problem. And sometimes we come in and solve both for people. And sometimes we just solve one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. All right, so this is the Rock and Roll Research Podcast, right? Yeah, uh, and I know that Little Bird Marketing has a wonderful podcast where you feature really insightful content and some of the best speakers in this space. So a little plug for, for your podcast, which is really, really good. Uh, so uh, I don't know how you might have the time, but perhaps there are other podcasts or other media you consume that you might recommend to others. No, oh, well, a hundred percent. First of all, start with the ride. If you're if yeah. you're in market research, uh, Adam Jolly and yeah. Adam Dietrich. I mean, here's the reason why is because not only are they just uh, absolutely stellar humans, but they also you know are to me that foundational podcast in the industry because they're very news oriented. So if you need to know what's going on, they have a segment about that. Of course, Adam Dietrich does right. a segment on his polling type of thing. They go into you know news and then they'll have someone they'll just a blatant let someone five minutes and five ten minutes or something it's lovely because you know what to expect and I to me I think that's foundational right. um, and also if, if people are um, really advanced in the industry they appreciate the news but if they're new in the industry oh my gosh you can learn who the players are like that Right. I think it's really invaluable thing we have here. Of course, Jamin Brazil has a great happy market research. If you want to, the inside of, I mean, talk about how many interviews somebody has had. There's anybody <laughs> in market research has been interviewed on that podcast. So go check them out. Um, but
but I also think like for a, a deeper dive, Seema Vasa, who leads uh, data yes. gurus, I mean, if you really want to know, like, bigger level, the business that, you know, context in which market research sits, I think that's invaluable. There's a long list, and, and I will end by saying this, you know, I think it's really important that we have more and more podcasts in this industry. Um, and so to that end, Little Bird Marketing has uh, partnered with Greenbook, and we give away a prize every year. We uh, create the nomination and the uh, whole voting process for Market Research Podcast of the Year. We are not a market research podcast. We are a marketing podcast, right? So we want to support this industry, though, and say, you know, we know, you know, uh, Matt, how expensive it is, how time consuming it is to, you know, do these these shows. And, you know, and it's important, though, because it's about getting more collaboration happening. And I am going to die on the hill of my mantra, which is collaboration is the new competition. And yeah. if we can all keep talking and collaborating and throwing great ideas out there and getting to know each other better, we are going to push this industry forward 100 percent. Yeah, that's fantastic. I really appreciate your support. It's great to connect with people that aren't just doing a great job in their day-to-day, -day, but are giving back and really helping the broader community as a whole. So, yeah. uh, so good on you. Good on you, Priscilla. <laughs> I really appreciate that very much. I find myself in the company of a lot of very cool people. So, you know, <laughs> I can get people activated, but, you know, it really, this, it, this community has very much embraced me. And, you know, I don't think that would happen everywhere. So yeah, I'm happy to lead some of those charges. Obviously there are a lot of great leaders leading other charges and, and giving dynamically here. But to me, it is the sum total of us all doing that. And so sometimes like when you say that about me, that's great, I'm, thank you. I, I'm, I'm glad that you appreciate it and acknowledge it. But I also wanna make sure that people hear but that's not just my job. That's your job too. What, what can yeah. you do? And this isn't about elevating someone up there. Oh, they're the helper. No, we all could be the helpers. You know, Matt helps. I help, you know, Chris and Luck helps tremendously. Like, like you, you know, you hear these names of people who are constantly, you know, thought leading in this industry, but there's room for more, yeah. you know? And as my friend Bianca Pryor says, um, not enough room at the table, make a bigger table. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it. So I, I think more voices is, you know, that's what I would like to encourage. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful, great stuff. All right, so so again, I mean, this is rock and roll research podcast. Right. Although I care about, I care about rock and roll, right? So I have to ask you, and I hope you've had a chance to think about this ahead of time. Otherwise, this could be a very long call. But <laughs> <laughs> you're stranded on a desert island, Priscilla. On a desert island, you only have three records that you're choosing. You're choosing to keep you company for the rest of your days. What what are those records? Okay, well, before we, I say this, right answer, I just have to say, once again, this is kind of a hat, you know, a shout out to, you know, having something in your podcast to look forward to. I love getting to the end and hearing the speaker tell like, okay, now you know something much more intimate about this person who was interviewed. So I love that piece about yours. Don't stop asking this question, but <laughs> I can't. I, I, have I am I definitely. Have <laughs> it, it's baked in. This is the way we're, what, what's going on. Um, yeah. So I would say hundred percent, number one, um, Joan Armatrading, uh, show some emotion. Very I, nice. yeah. I love that lady. I just, oh my gosh, I just, I love her so much. She is just to me, the definition of be your own person. <laughs> um, so I love her. Um, yeah. and that song show some emotion. Absolutely. My husband already knows, please play that at my funeral. Also playing at my funeral right at the very end is um, you know, trains don't give up on me. I'm about to come alive. 
but you know, <laughs> that's for everybody walking out. That's not my album. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other album I think would absolutely be uh, Bonnie Bear. Um, and I, I, I think I'll go classic. Um, what is the original, uh, one of my favorite ones, For Emma, Long Ago, something like that is the title. You know, we're all on digital anymore. I don't know that we look at the album covers anymore, but, um, and the last one is super easy for me. I am a huge fan of Daniel Lanois. Okay. Again, an older album, but I could listen to it forever. And that's the beauty of Winona. I mean, it's a life-changing album. Just put yeah. your noise-canceling headphones on, lay down. <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely every song just a completely moving human experience I, I love him oh that's that's wonderful now you didn't say slayer so uh <laughs> a, little, a little disappointed about that that's okay that's okay no but I, I you know I used to have like headbanger hair and I used to really be into that so if you can imagine this like four times the volume and curly you know I mean I was there with you I was there with you Pat. you gotta send me the photo now I okay will do <laughs> All right. All right, Priscilla. Uh, three new ones, by the way, three, three brand new ones, never been mentioned before. So that's wonderful. Love to see that on the podcast, but this has been great. I really appreciate your time. I know you're super busy and it's always great to chat. And I'm so glad that you shared some of your great backstory with us here today. So Priscilla, thank you so much and rock and roll. Rock and roll. I love this podcast. Make sure you review it and be thankful for what Matt does and 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 the time that he spends giving you this uh, this view of other people's lives. Matt, thanks for having me on. It was awesome. Oh, thanks for being on.